Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you as ever for tuning in. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We won a bomb-proof treble last weekend. Uh, was it on about 60 quid? If yeah. I remember right, 70 quid? Yeah, but between 60 and 70 quid depending on what bookmaker you went with. But yeah, ultimately pretty comfortable in the end. Um, so yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was very nice to kind of have a bomb-proof treble that won, number one, and number two that won pretty convincingly. I think the scariest it was was Everton uh, winning 2-1 against Southampton. You know, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if they, uh, you know, at the time I didn't know if they were going to creep back to 2-2, but no, stay 2-1. So first victory of the season, notched on. In addition to that as well, we had tears from Oz Changer on last week. Um, went down really well. And uh, we also got our highest ever listeners of uh, all time, actually. So that was really, really pleasing for us. We started the season off with a bang. Lots of people tweeted in saying they enjoyed the show. So that's great to see as well. Um, so, yeah, onwards and upwards for the podcast. It is. It, you, you literally can't get us off cloud nine right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> Not at all. Winning, winning treble. New partnership, highest ever numbers. Spot on. So this week, we're going to go through our highlights from the Premier League. Uh, it's pretty much normal service. So after the Premier League, we'll go through Championship highlights, League One highlights, League Two highlights, and then our bomb-proof trebles and fantasy football. Um, starting off then, Tom, let's dive straight into the Premier League. Is there anything on the uh, Saturday morning? namely Man City, that takes your fancy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the first game <laughs> that kicks off the weekend is Wolves against Man City. Uh, 12.30 kickoff, so you can get Wolves at 10-1. to 1, You can get the draw 11-2. to 2, You can get City 2-9. to 9. City have been incredible so far, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Just to want to put it out there, Aguero, fancy football captain. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> Oh jeez, I didn't even yeah. know. I didn't even know. <laughs> Fair play to you. Fair play. I have no idea what to say there. But yeah, good for you, mate. I uh, had a bit of a shocker, as we'll find out towards the end of the show. Um, I don't know about this game for you. I did find something where I think there is a little bit of value. Uh, so I think it's you know it's, it's, it takes no genius to to tip Man City. Um, but I think you could get Man City to win and both teams to score. Um, I think Wolves, you know, a little toothless, no pun intended, away at the King Power. Um, but obviously showed a lot of bite, now I am putting it on, um, <laughs> at home to Everton. And I think they're going to come back, lick their wounds a bit, and they're going to go for Man City. It's a huge game. I think they'll get a goal. So if you want Man City to win and both teams to score... Uh, you can get that at six to four as opposed to two to nine for City on the nose. I don't know what you think about that, Tom. Yes, yeah, right, but three Wolves puns in there. <laughs> <laughs> One quick paragraph there just to uh, kick things off. <laughs> Not rehearsed either. Absolute roll uh, off the it, top. It won't get any cheese in that, guys. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Um, no, this this won't be easy for Man City. Let's remember last season that Wolves nearly knocked City out of the cup. Um, they had a nil-nil in the Carabao Cup um, after full-time and extra time. Then Wolves lost on penalties to City. 
So I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring match, um, in my opinion. I'd actually look at City to win and under 3.5 goals, which is 11 to 10. Mm. Um, not, you know, it's a bit of a combination bet that we don't usually kind of go for, but I feel like with the history between these two sides recently, the way they've been performing, Wolves are very unlucky last week, I think. They had one of those games where nothing seems to go right for them. Uh, lots of good chances, hit the woodwork three times, conceded some like kind of really unfortunate deflected goals. But yeah, I think City will win this obviously at one to four. But I don't think they'll win as heavily as they did last weekend. So you know, two nil, two one, something like that, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I, I can see that, and I, I do totally agree with that with that tip there. Um, Tom, following on from the game at Molyneux, uh, anything else that catches your eye in the Premier League this weekend? Bournemouth, Everton, both teams to score. That isn't the best price, to be honest. It's four to seven, but I think it'll come in regardless. Two teams that have had a good start to the league, actually. Bournemouth, two wins out of two games. Everton, uh, unbeaten, one win, one draw. I think, yeah. You know, both two teams have scored in both their games. Everton conceded in both their games as well. So Bournemouth, I can't say anything other than both teams scoring in this one. I think if I had to put a result on it, I'd go draw, score draw. But the safest option is both teams to score at four to seven. Yeah, exactly what I wanted to read out. Again, I, I would go for draw if I was pressed into a result. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for me... Both teams to score is something that is nailed on, and obviously, you know, you kind of get that with the price, don't you? The uh, bookmakers agree with that. Um, yes, it's it's not the it's not the best, but from Bournemouth's point of view, their main target, like a lot of other teams in the Prem, is forty points. Um, they got six already after just two games, so you know they're not far off a quarter of the way there already. So it's a great start to the season for them. Yeah, amazing start. Really been impressed with Brooks, uh, who came yeah, in from Sheffield yeah. United. He's been playing in the hole. Um, he was especially sparkling uh, last weekend against uh, West Ham. He caused them all kinds of problems. Um, so he looks like a real promising player. And yeah, everything seems to be good at Bournemouth at the moment. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think um, Silver and Everton will find that one easy at all. Just um, before we move on from Bournemouth-Everton, I want your thoughts on Adam Ola-Luckman. Leipzig have apparently made a uh, £22 million bid, I think it is, to take him back to Germany. He was on loan there last season, did really well. But uh, it doesn't seem to be in Everton's plans. They rate him really highly in Germany. Uh, he's an England under-21 international. But I can't see why he doesn't seem to be getting a look in at Everton when he's proven himself in a foreign league and they really want him so badly, he's... I have no idea. Is it me? No, it's not you. Um, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I don't know if it's something behind the scenes. Maybe his attitude's not yeah. right. I honestly don't know what it is because we've got a real promising player here and um, these kind of players that can beat a man so effortlessly are hard to come by. And uh, yeah. Everton have one on their books that... 
is not the finished article and will not perform a 10 out of 10 every week, but is capable of scoring goals, creating uh, opportunities. If I was him, I would be smashing the door down to make that move. It's a big move. Obviously, new country and he's only young, but I would be smashing the door down of Marco Silva oh, to, yeah. to get out there yeah. because alone is the least that he needs. Uh, he needs yeah. to move on loan or ideally permanently. And, uh, you know, he should set his sights on the Euros in two years' time. Absolutely, absolutely. I just think it's weird that Everton spent 40, 40-odd million on Richarlison, who is a very similar age to Lookman. Start him every game. Obviously, Richarlison's done well so far. But when you've got Lookman there, who has been to Germany, you know, done bits, scored goals, got lots of assists... Um, it just seems weird that you spend so much money on someone of a similar age and play him all the time when you've got someone who could be just as good, you know, arguably if not better, and just not playing whatsoever. It's it's doesn't quite add up to me, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's something something behind the scenes. I don't know. Maybe he's unsettled. I'm I'm really not sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a something that needs resolving. Uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on then from from Lookman and Everton, anything else that you like the look of? Um, yeah, I mean there are a couple of games that you're going to want to watch behind kind of closed hands and closed eyes. Uh, Huddersfield, <laughs> Cardiff, unbelievable that this is a Premier League fixture. Not uh, not being yeah, disrespectful man. to the two clubs, but the two 11s that they're going to put out, especially Cardiff, is diabolical for yeah. Premier League levels. Uh, um, yeah. I think you've got to be looking at under 2.5. It is 1-2. to two. I, I think it's got to happen, surely. I think Cardiff are going to go there and be super tight. And uh, I think Huddersfield will go for it more, but they just don't have the quality. <laughs> so between them, I don't think they're going to uh, produce a good game, to be honest. No. Well, it's one of them, I can see exactly where you're coming from, it's one of them games though where both teams will surely have looked at the fixture list and earmarked this one as a kind of must win. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they set their stalls out because I can't see a Cardiff team going out to attack. No. just can't see it. Not all season. You won't see that no. all season. Yeah, Warnock, he just doesn't have it in his locker, does he? And he does he have the players? No, you can't You can't give him too much abuse because I don't even think he's got the players to do that, to be honest. No, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't. We looked at their attacking lineup oh, at the start of the season. It's well, it's completely void of attacking talent of sufficient quality to keep you up in the Premier League. You know, I didn't want to go over the top, but I predicted them to be close to Derby County's record. I think they're going to be that bad. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I'd be surprised if they got over 20 points. I think before Derby, it was Sunderland with 19. I'd be surprised if Derby, if uh, Cardiff got many more than 19 this season. I think they're going to be down with a lot of a season to play. Yeah, that under 2.5 there, it seems like a good shout. Um, how do you like the look of Watford Palace both teams to score? That's, that's priced at 5-6, to six, oh, okay. which I thought was actually... A pretty good price. Like Bournemouth, it's been a great start for Watford. Uh, not too many probably expected them to win, 
both their uh, opening fixtures in the Premier League. I think that's pretty fair to say. Palace, on the other hand, came up against a really good, really resolute Liverpool side, uh, a much more resolute side than Liverpool have been in recent seasons. But um, Palace, obviously, aren't going to face uh, a defence as strong as Liverpool's every week. So they've got more than enough attacking quality, especially if it's a half-fully fit to uh, trouble defences like Watford's. Yeah, they didn't score against Liverpool. I think me and you thought that they might nick a goal. But I, I agree with you. I think that down to how good Liverpool were defensively against how poor Palace were going forward. They, they were fine and they were unlucky not to score at least one. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. And um, despite Watford's strong start, still not convinced by them, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I still think they're going to be down there. I still think they're really going to struggle. Um, but both teams to score, yes, for sure. I can see that. Uh, I'm going to follow that up and I'm going to dive into the Sunday games. There's two Sunday games at the same time. One which kicks off at four o'clock is Fulham Burnley. Um, I'm actually going to side with the Cottagers on this. Burnley are actually in all competitions in 90 minutes, winless in their last seven. They have a very, very tough um, Europa League tie on Thursday away at Olympiacos. Um, So their standard in opponent has just gone gone to a much higher level. We saw last week Burnley really, really kind of feeling that European hangover, weren't they? Um, Against Watford um, on the Sunday. The Hornets went there and they won pretty comfortably, to be honest. So, yeah, I think from what I saw from Fulham at Wembley, they could have easily drawn that game. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as say they could have won it, but I think they could have definitely uh, got a draw from that. Mitrovic had a really great chance. Sessegnon had a good chance. Kearney had a few pops at goal. And for me, I think Burnley are not going to be looking forward to this game as much as Fulham. And you can get Fulham the home side at evens, which I think is a really enticing price. Yeah, yeah. Fulham this weekend looks a really tall order for Burnley to go and get something from the game. Um, I want to also look at the four o'clocks on Sunday. The other game, as you say, Newcastle against Chelsea. Chelsea, who I fancy, are four to six to win this match. I'm not crazy about the price. I think it's pretty tight. But community shield aside, Chelsea has started well under Sarri. Two league wins and three goals in each game. I think they're going to have too much for Newcastle, who haven't started well at all. Still a lot of bad feeling and negativity around that club, um, mainly around Mike Ashley and the lack of investment over the summer still, I think. But, um, yeah, Chelsea for me, 4-6. to six. I think they're going to have enough to win. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Chelsea will win regardless. Um, final word for me on the Premier League is the Monday night game. Um, you've got Manchester United at home to Tottenham in an eight o'clock kickoff. Um, it's all going wrong at United right now. Tottenham, obviously, huge, huge focus on them. They haven't signed anyone. They haven't signed anyone. They haven't. Pochettino said he's not answering any more questions about this. Um, <laughs> they're joint top of the league. Obviously, a lot of teams are, including Watford. Uh, but they have won two from two, um, so you can't ask for much more than that. 
I think they're going to go to Old Trafford, knowing that this is a great time to play United. Um, I'm looking at both teams to score. It's four to five. I don't know how you feel about that, Tom, but I think you you've got to be looking at Spurs to score at least one. Yeah, Spurs to win on the nose nine to five is a really big price, considering, as you say, how well they started and how much negativity is around Man United right now. Um, both teams to score, I can I can see it happening. If we're a little bit more conservative, Spurs to win or draw on the double chance is one to two. And I'd be taking that up all day long. All day. One to two. Spurs Spurs to draw or win away at Man United. That is fantastic Yeah, um, to me. Is. I can't see any kind of big Manchester United rebound coming anytime soon, especially no. against a team like Spurs, who have started really well. Same here. For me, it all starts with Mourinho. It all starts with pre-season. Pogba's agents coming out now saying all kinds of waffle. Um, <laughs> it's it's Rona's really like discovered Twitter in the last few days and uh, it's spouting off all kinds about about Pogba and skulls. And and... <laughs> Honestly, it's it's embarrassing. And Fergie, you you have to admit this would never happen under Alex Ferguson ever. And no. I don't even mean the bad form. I mean like the way that the club is kind of embarrassing itself uh, everyone is laughing at United right now and for me it all starts with Mourinho I, I hate to be that guy that's I'm a know-it-all because I'm definitely not but when he was appointed I said this this is going to end in tears it's a poor appointment Mourinho is out of his depth in club football uh, long gone are the days where you shut up shop and uh, nick one nils on a weekly basis um, and play it tight. No, that's not the way to play anymore. You get found out. You get over-energised. Mourinho is set now for a national team job. Uh, I feel like Portugal is the next job for him. I don't feel like he can handle the energy of the Premier League anymore on a weekly basis. And for me, it's time for him to go. I, th- I think the club has yep. to act. Yeah. It's not just down to tactics as well. It's the negativity that he speaks about his own players to the media. Um, He seems to be constantly criticising his players, especially the the defenders, saying they're not good enough. The public chase of a centre-back surely won't have done the current centre-backs of the club any good whatsoever. When your manager is publicly chasing another centre-back, you're going to be thinking, well, am I not good enough then? Um, You know, it's not going to motivate you whatsoever I think yeah it's he's so negative his press conferences are negative the way he speaks to the media is negative his tactics are negative his outlook's negative I don't think it's, there's anything positive actually if you compare him to how Pochettino or Guardiola or Klopp speak about their players it's completely different completely um, and I think that's reflected in results and why on earth would, especially if you're a young player, why on earth would you want to play under Mourinho? Why Jeez, you would earth? not whatsoever. He's going he's gonna to look- t- yeah. turn you into a fullback. <laughs> I, yeah. Honestly, if they re-signed Ronaldo this summer, he'd have been playing left-back. But I don't know why you would move to United at all. And um, Yeah, it's just a complete Eeyore cloud um, over that club. And Mourinho, if you're interested in profit chasers... 
is the joint favourite along with Claude Puel, which is just craziness. Um, he's four to one next manager to get sacked. Uh, big defeat at home to Tottenham title rivals could seal it. That sounds like good money to me. <laughs> it's yeah. four to one. Four I don't to expect one. that price to be hanging around for too much longer if the UI continue the way they are. I know, I know. Yeah, get on it, profit chasers. Tom, uh, are you done in the Premier League? Yeah, I'm done for the Premier League. Uh, happy to move on to the champ, um, where I'd like to actually start at Villa Park. Villa are at home to Reading. They're priced at one to two. Um, obviously, that's not a great price, but it is to be expected the way that both teams have started the season. Villa really well. Reading, on the other hand, absolutely diabolically. Um, Reading look like they're in for a very long season. The way the first few games have gone for them. Also remember, Reading were last week's odds change of tip for relegation. You can get Villa at one to two, but what I'd actually be looking at is six to four. Uh, for Villa to win minus one on the handicap. So consider Reading have been terrible so far this season and Villa have not been goal shy whatsoever. I think minus one looks like, to me, like it definitely should come in. Yes, Villa for me. Uh, I'm going to follow it up with another three o'clock kickoff. Uh, I'm not brave enough to predict the result, but I can predict that there will be goals. Um, it is Blackburn Rovers at home against Brentford. As I said, it's a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, both teams have made great starts um, to the league. Bradley Dack is arguably the most informed player in the league right now, arguably in the country. Blackburn, at the time of recording, have played three. Uh, they've won one and drew two. And Brentford, at the time of recording, played three, won two and drew one. Uh, plenty of goals going around as well, and I think they at four to six, so not the best price, but four to six. I think both teams to score is nailed on for this fixture. I definitely can see that. Brentford, it's worth saying as well, has scored in every game. Yeah, I can definitely see them being good for a goal and uh, both teams scoring in this one. I'd like to look at Stoke at home to Hull. That's priced at three to four. For me, if Stoke do not beat Hull at home, then there are much bigger problems at the club than we thought, especially considering their uh, heavy summer investment and retainment of key players because they definitely, on paper, should be beating a side like Hull, who I know they won on Tuesday night, but have been pretty poor and do not really have a particularly good squad for this level. This Stoke team... Not started well, but surely they've got to start gelling eventually. They've got such a good manager for this level in Gary Rowett. Uh, a lot of good players. And this is, for me, the absolute perfect game to get a win, build some confidence and try and kickstart your season if you're a Stoke supporter and a Stoke player. Three to four, it looks really good value to me. Yeah, it does. At some stage, we're going to find out you know, what this team are really about, aren't we? Um, yeah, you know, are you going to get promoted or are you going to, you know, amble around and end up disappointing everyone? Because, yeah, everyone, including myself, uh, thought they would be not runaway leaders, but I thought they'd find it pretty comfortable, to be honest. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, me too. All the ingredients are there, aren't they? Everything's there. Yeah, as we say, the manager's there, 
the fan base, the, the players they've got are more than capable of succeeding at championship level. Some teams have a period of adjustment when they drop down to a new league. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to adjust to that level. Stoke may be an example of that. And surely they're going to get their act together and sort things out. Surely. Surely. Um, because, as you said, um, if they can't be a diabolical side at home, then there is serious problems. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the team that have replaced Stoke as the favourites for promotion, and that is Leeds United. Uh, so Leeds, before Tuesday night, had a 100% record in league and cup this season. Um, the 100% record did come to an end, but it was a very creditable 2-2 draw away at recently relegated Swansea. Um, so definitely no disgrace there. Kemar Roof with another goal. Um, they're away at Norwich. So Norwich, is, is, it feels such a long time ago since Norwich were in the Premier League. In reality, it was only actually uh, three seasons. Um, they've had a really poor start. Um, they have um, drew away a, a poor Birmingham side, lost at home to West Brom, lost away at Sheffield United. Both of those games, late goals. Um, at the time of recording, they have a home game against Preston. Not overly hot for uh, either side there, but I, I think even if Norwich win, Leeds are going to come to town. And uh, I think they'll get a victory at Carrow Road. And you can get Leeds, who are currently top of the table, at eight to five. That's a good price for Leeds, it really is. Norwich have been scoring, but as we say, they've been conceding a lot of goals. I don't actually expect Daniel Farker to last too much longer. If he's at Norwich after Christmas, I'll be extremely surprised. Yeah. Um, completely it seems like one of those gambles by the owners of Norwich where you think, oh, yeah, foreign manager, they've seen how Klopp has come from Dortmund, done well at Liverpool. Uh, then seeing how uh, David Wagner's done at Huddersfield after coming from Dortmund. Who's the next person at Dortmund? Oh, it's Daniel Farker. He must do well if we bring him over. He's obviously not. Um, it's not a copy and paste. Everyone who comes from Dortmund is going to do well in uh, in England. But, um, yeah, it's not working for me. They've brought in a lot of players, a lot of players new to the league. And, yeah, I can see Leeds definitely beating them. I really can. An 8-5 to five is a good price. So the only other thing that I have for the championship is uh, our boys, Forest. They're playing Saturday evening at home to Birmingham. They're priced 8-11. Uh, we've been playing really poorly, to be honest, over the last couple of games. A shadow of the team that played West Brom off the park a few weeks ago. But if we're looking at it from a positive point of view, uh, we've been grinding out results. And if you can get results and still pick up points and not be defeated when you're playing poorly, that's a sign of a good team. We should definitely have enough. Yeah, it's just a case of whether Karanka can get his boys performing as they can. Because uh, if he can, then we should definitely beat Birmingham, who have not impressed particularly so far this season. No. No, they've been really poor. Um, yeah. I, I watched the entire Wigan game, and in all honesty, Forrest, I'm not even exaggerating. They could have been maybe 5-6-1 to six, one down at half-time. Yeah. They got absolutely 
destroyed. Um, and it was really concerning, but they rallied. They got a goal pretty much out of nowhere in the first half. And again, a goal out of nowhere in the second half. Um, yeah, I think it is good signs in like a backhander compliment kind of way. And um, yeah, Forest 8 to 11. Um, you know, that's kind of testament to where the kind of teams are. I think the bookies are, are noticing that these two sides are going to have uh, different ends to the season, put it that way. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I know you said that that was probably your last one. Now, I'm going to throw a little bit of an outsider um, there. Um, can you think of, probably apart from Notts County, which we're going to get on to towards the back end of the show, is there a team in more disarray at the moment than Queen's Park Rangers? <laughs> they are in yeah. an absolute state. Um, yeah, they are. They started the season with a 1-0 away defeat at Preston. Absolutely no problem. People will go to Preston and get beat this season. Uh, followed that up with a 2-1 defeat Sheffield United. They did beat Peterborough in the EFL Cup. Uh, but then they lost 7-1 away at West Brom. And they followed that up on Tuesday night with a 3-0 hammering at home to Bristol City. Um, That's so It's terrible. Shocking. Shocking. And, terrible. You know, they have a home game on Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff at home to Wigan, newly promoted Wigan. I did watch them in the entirety against Nottingham Forest. Very impressive. Um it's a little outsider, uh, the massive cloud over QPR and the fact that Wigan certainly know where the back of the net is. I'm looking at the Latics as a little outsider at 8-5 to five on Saturday. Mm. Can't go against it. There's, there's nothing that I've seen from QPR in the Championship that makes me want to back them whatsoever. Nothing. No. Because you think, oh, you get panned 7-1, was it, by West Brom. Yeah. Okay, freak result away from home at a club that's recently been relegated and has got, you know, the best or one of the best attacking quartets in the league. Okay, put that down as an anomaly. But then you expect a response at home the following match day. And then you get panned at home 3 0 by Bristol City, who have started the season themselves pretty poorly. Yeah. And, you know, it's not good. The signs are not good whatsoever. To be honest, I thought they'd do okay under Steve McLaren this season. Um, I didn't think they'd be where they are or performing how they are. Um, with what he did at Derby, I thought he'd get them comfortable lower mid-table. It's I, been so poor. Yeah, I It's feel, been so poor, and I can completely agree with the Wigan tip. Yeah, I think I had uh, QPR to survive by the final spot in the league. I think mm. I had them to finish, which would work out to be 21st. Um, I'm just looking at their team. The team they played on Tuesday night, Matt Ingram in goal, Jake Bidwell, Alex Baptiste, can't believe he's still at champ level, Angel Rangel, 36 or 7, uh, Tony Leisner, never heard of him, Luke Freeman, good player, Josh Scowen, not championship level, Massimo Luongo, bang average, Washington, not enough goals, uh, Eze is it? Never heard of him. And yeah, Pavel Voslek. No, Eze like their shining light. Yeah, Eze. and Pavel Voslek, or however you say his name, uh, done nothing and been in the league for three years. 
So it doesn't look good on paper as well as on grass, unfortunately. No. Well, if you main strikers, Connor Washington, then he's he's a guy who consistently hasn't got enough goals throughout his whole career, pretty much. Did well at Peterborough, I think, for a time, but um, hasn't made the step up for a number of seasons now. So you're always going to struggle, I think, if you haven't got players on the pitch who, who are going to get you the goals. Um, yeah, I, th- I just think it's be careful what you wish for because... Ian Holloway, I think, would have probably got this team to a to a safety position. It wouldn't have been anything worth shouting about, but this team under Ian Holloway would have, again, probably finished somewhere between 15th and 20th. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think the club, you know, it, it feels like it's still hung over from those Premier League days, still. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, very sad state of affairs at Loftus Road. Um Moving on then, are you ready for what there is of the third tier? Yeah, um, League One for me is is a bit of a barren wasteland this weekend. I'm looking at this fixture list, I'm thinking, this could go either way, this could go either way, this could go either way. Um, I've really struggled with League One this, this weekend, to be honest. Um, so I'm going to let you kick us off oh, with great. something. Fantastic. Um <laughs> All right, well, uh, I am going to start off then uh, with Sunderland. So they have a game away at AFC Wimbledon. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, Sunderland are priced at evens. So on the surface of things, uh, you would look at it and you would see that AFC Wimbledon are sat in a beautifully comfortable 11th. Um, However, they are yet to get going at home. Their two victories this season, one in league and one in the cup, have both come away from home. Um, They actually have yet to get even a win on the board at home. Sunderland, however, kind of seem to have started the season off a lot better than people were expecting. Uh, Obviously beat Charlton in uh, dramatic circumstances. Drew away at Luton, which is not too bad. Uh, beat Scunthorpe comfortably on Sunday, 3-0. Um, Josh Mazur has now got three this season. He looks like he's going to be up there for top scorers. Um, they got an away game at Gillingham on Wednesday night. I think it's not going to be easy, and it's definitely not the strongest tip of the weekend, but I think Sunderland might have just a bit too much for Wimbledon there. Yeah, I definitely. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Um one thing to be wary of, apart from Tuesday night, just gone, uh, where Wimbledon lost, I think, 3-1 to Walsall, they hadn't conceded a single goal in the league up until that that game. So they do tend to keep it pretty tight at the back, as they've shown so far. But as you say with Josh Madger, uh, I think Sunderland have definitely got the players to unlock that AFC Wimbledon door uh, and get the win at evens. I'm... If I'm honest, I've been looking for a little bit more than evens for this game. But, yeah, I think Sunderland should definitely win it. Um, I'd like to take us to Peterborough, who were my tips outside, well, at the start of the season, outside tip for promotion, sitting top of the tree right now, not looking too shabby whatsoever. Uh, played 4-1-4 in the league. They're priced at 7-5, to and they're away at Plymouth, who have only... Won one game so far this se- 
season, and that came in the EFL Cup away at Bristol Sea. In League One, they've uh, drawn two and lost two. So it's a bit disappointing from their point of view that they haven't been able to capitalise on the really positive second half of last season that they had in League One. Um, they're coming up against the Peterborough side, who are really on form. Uh, the cum dog from Forest is absolutely <laughs> banging in the goals. I think he's got four or five now already for the season. Price at seven to five. Peterborough, for me, uh, are looking a good shout again to continue their winning run. Plymouth are an odd one, aren't they? They obviously started the season dramatically awfully last year, then nearly made the playoffs, and now they've struggled to get going again. Um, so I don't know if this is just a fabric in the club where they're just a slow burner. Um, but yeah, they're not going to find it easy um, in that kind of form against Peterborough. Um, that's for sure. 100% a tip that I had wrote down um, myself. Um, the final one for me, I don't know if you have any more, Tom. Yeah, so we're going to have a look at the Keepmoat Stadium. Uh, so this is not going to be an easy result to call, to be honest. You've got Doncaster in sixth. And you've got visiting Portsmouth in second. Uh, three o'clock kickoff here. Um, I'd be looking at both teams to score, uh, which is priced at four to five, which I think is a pretty tasty one, especially in the last six results at the keep mode between these two have both been have all been both teams to score. Yeah, that's a good bit of history to back that one up. Um, yeah, definitely like the look of that one. I've actually got one more. This is not something that I thought I'd be tipping on the podcast all season, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. It's Walsall. Oh, Walsall, my God. who, honestly, hand on heart, I thought they'd go down with a little bit of a whimper this season. Uh, I think you did too. I think a lot of people did. They were one of the favourites for relegation this season, but they started really, really well. Um, unbeaten, if you take out the EFL Cup, unbeaten in the league so far. They play Rochdale this weekend. Rochdale have played two home games so far in the league. They've conceded four goals on both occasions. And this is a team who last season were meant to be quite strong at home. This season they've been terrible. Walsall, on the nose, are 11-4, to so just under 3-1. to if you do fancy Walsall double chance, considering Walsall won three games and drawn one, they're five to six to either draw or beat a Rochdale side who have conceded eight goals in their two home games so far this season. I'm literally in shock. I think in yeah. 18 months of doing this podcast, um, <laughs> I don't think we've ever tipped them, have we? No, no literally never. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to be easy for them, but I do like where you're coming from there. And fair play to them. They've shot a few people up early doors, haven't they? They yeah. have. Um, you could go one further, to be honest. Every game that Walsall have won this season has been uh, both teams to score. So they beat Plymouth 2-1. They've beaten um, Gillingham 2-1. They've beaten Trammer in the Cup 3-1. They've just beaten FC Wimbledon 3-1. So uh, Walsall to win both teams to score could be another avenue to go down as well but um, yeah definitely double chance at five to six I really like the look of that one lapping it up Tommy P which is weird yeah which is just seems weird but uh, yeah yeah Um, okay 
Well, let's move on to the fourth tier then, um, League 2. So there's only one place to start off uh, in League 2. Tom Pipkin, Manchester City were favourites for the title in the Premier League. Could you imagine them being bottom of the table after four games? Absolutely not. Well, that's what's um, happening no. with Notts County right now. Um, yeah. Favourites to win the division. They are currently propping up the entire Football League uh, with just one point from their opening four games, which came on opening day and which was a uninspiring nil-nil uh, at home to Colchester. They go away to Lincoln. Lincoln are currently sat in second. They've won three and drew one of their four games they've played so far this season. Their price at 10 to 11 is going to be a bloodbath, is it not? Well, recent results would certainly say yes, it is. Um, I can't go against Lincoln in this game, 10 to 11. Not the start to the season has been nothing short of short of a disaster, uh, characterised by the four nil home defeat to Yeovil that they had last weekend. As a Nottinghamshire based team, we've got not supporting friends, so I feel like I tend to know a little bit more about them than most other League Two clubs, and it just seems like they've got the wrong setup, the wrong tactics, the wrong personnel are being used. Um, Wingers pushing too high, not tracking back, coupled with full-backs pushing on too much, leaving them exposed at the back. And then a midfield two that isn't really rough enough almost for League Two. So like David Vaughan, for example, great player. Um, too good, you'd say, for League Two level. But if he's not got anyone to the side of him who can kind of do the dirty work, David Vaughan can't spray his balls about like like a League 2 Perlo, for example. Um, and then they're coming up against a side like Lincoln who they know exactly what they are, don't they? They embrace it and pray to their strengths. They lump it up to Matt Reed and John Akinde. They don't care that it's not pretty, but uh, it's really effective. I think they're going to have way too much, like you say, for Notts County. They're way too much. I really do. This is a big test for Knotts, the chairman, and Kevin Nolan. Since yeah. Nolan walked through the door, there's been nothing but success. The great yeah. escape, um, the playoff campaign that was probably a year or two early. Uh, then they were you know, listed for favourites. Now they're in a huge, huge um, hole that they need to get out of. Um and yeah, it's, it's a very tough game. Arguably, you know, statistically, the second hardest place to go to currently um, in League Two. So it's going to be a huge, huge fight. And it's going to be interesting to see how they can bounce back. But uh, I think it's fair to say that although we're still wary that Knots have quality, I think Lincoln 10 to 11 is what we are licking our lips at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the next game that I'd like to look at in League 2 is uh, Mansfield and they're away at Macclesfield it's been a tough old start to be honest for Macclesfield it's not helped that they lost their manager to Shrewsbury uh, before the season started but they've just got one point from the four games they've played so far Mansfield on the other hand they started pretty well 
lots of attacking power, as we know. They're unbeaten so far this season, having won one in the league and drawing three. But that's kind of where the problem, I think, lies with Mansfield. Last season, um, they'd drawn way too many games. That's why they weren't in the automatic promotion spots. I think there's a danger that they could do that again. You'd like to think that they've got too much for a Macclesfield side who are really struggling at the bottom of the league right now. Yeah, with what you're saying there. Yeah, Macclesfield, they're finding it tough, aren't they? Um, yeah. The return to uh, lead football. Again, we we mentioned this a couple of times. Uh, they lost their manager to Shrewsbury, remember? Um, which, you know, off the back of a promotion is devastating. It really is. So yeah. I, I still feel like they're kind of playing catch up there. And yeah, Mansfield are capable. Of course they are. They're, they're more than capable. Uh, they've got some frightening players for that level um, and for the size of the club. But just something's just a little off right now. So that needs ironing out, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But uh, they um, still they still should win that game on Saturday um, and a good price as well. Yeah. Um, so I am going to follow up with the big winners from midweek. Um, I'm looking at Colchester. Now I'm kind of jumping on the bandwagon a little bit, I understand. Uh, but they managed to beat Crew 6-0 um, on Tuesday night, which is not a bad gig. Um, they find themselves sat in third in the league. Um, so... Uh, they have started off really well, actually. They're unbeaten so far this season. Granted, that was their first win, uh, but they have got some good draws behind them. Um, they drew away at Notts County, which is a very good result, especially on the opening day. Um, they've drew away at Mansfield. We just mentioned how good Mansfield are, and now they've followed that up with a 6-0 win at home to Crew. Now they are back at home. Feel Good Factor will be here for the visit of Northampton. It's, it's just another season of disappointment for Northampton. They are yet to win. They're yet to keep a clean sheet as well, crucially. Um, so lost 1-0 to Lincoln, uh, drew 2-2 to Carlisle, drew 2-2 sorry, to Cambridge and drew 1-1 with Wickham. They did play Morecambe away. On Tuesday night, and this sealed the tip for me. Uh, they lost one 0 away at Morecambe, which, which is a giant barometer of how bad they are at the moment. Yeah, that is the biggest barometer you could possibly. Yeah, <laughs> we always use <laughs> Morecambe, don't we? We yeah. use Morecambe as like the benchmark for the bad teams in League Two. And if you go yeah. away and you lose, you lose one 0 away at Morecambe, and then your next game is away at a team that's just come off the back of a six 0 win. You're in ju- you're in all kinds of trouble there. Yeah, well, not being funny, but Morecambe are a team that have lost six nil, two nil, three one, and one nil from their first four games of the season. So, if you can't even score a goal against that, then uh, you're really struggling. Yeah, yeah. To be to be brutally honest, <laughs> you're, re- you're really struggling. So, um, yeah, Northampton, it's not looking good. Put it that way. No, well, we saw it last season, didn't we? Yeah. Chesterfield came down from League One, straight down again to the. They're now in the Conference National League. I'd be surprised. I, I really would if Northampton followed the same path, because their squad, looking at their squad last season, to be honest, on paper, 
too good to go down from League One. Um, but obviously, being good on paper doesn't win you games. Um, again, on paper, they should have more than enough to stay up in this division. But we'll, we'll definitely see it's not been a good start, like you, uh, like you pointed out. No, that bloody dreadful, to be honest. <laughs> um, well, following on from that, I've not really got anything else. If you've got anything else, take it away. Yeah, I, I just have one. I didn't have it, um, to be honest. I wasn't 100% um, convinced by it. But after recent events, a live breaking news on the podcast... Uh, Gary Johnson has lost his job as Cheltenham Town manager. Uh, he did manage a 1-1 draw away at Macclesfield, but I suppose the board are probably looking for him to win those games. So he's gone. Um, Cheltenham are currently third from bottom in 22nd. Um, they have a game against Cambridge. Cambridge are 19th, so they're hardly pulling up any trees. Um, and Cambridge did lose at home. 2-0 to topside Exeter on Tuesday night. But I think out of the two, I think uh, we'll get a win for the U's. So that, I think, wraps up League 2. So let's move on, shall we, to the Bombproof Trebles. So, guys, this is the world-famous part of the show uh, called our Bombproof Treble section. So this is where me and Tom are going to put all of our knowledge, all of our research, and all of our gut feelings into two trebles uh, that we recommend that you place some money on for the weekend. Uh, first of all, we're going to review last week's bombproof trebles, uh, starting off with Tom's optimism treble. Probably should have called it that overly optimistic treble. So the first game was uh, Forest away at Wigan. I tipped Forest to win. They drew two-two. Uh, he also had Doncaster away at Burton Albion, and Burton managed to sneak a 1-0 victory. Yeah, we also had Leicester Wolves, both teams to score. It finished Leicester 2-0. Uh, Wolves did hit the post three times, so I just like to add that one in there. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't all doom and gloom. It wasn't all doom and gloom, though, for the podcast. We had a winner. Um, so I had a winner on Saturday. Um, it started off in the Premier League. We had Everton to beat Southampton and they won 2-1 at home. He also had Newport and Exeter. Both teams to score and they drew one all. And we finalised it with a Portsmouth win. They beat Oxford 4-1 at home to see what was a very comfortable bomb-proof treble. Hey, love it. Why can't they be on that every week? <laughs> I know. It is a minimal heartache. Absolutely. It was. Uh, yeah, it was the dream, to be honest. So, fingers crossed yeah. we can follow up that one with another victory uh, this weekend. Um, Absolutely. I seem to remember that you went first last week. So, I'm going to take over and I'm going to say that I'm going to go first this week. Go on, continue your streak, Undertaker. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, so, my bombproof treble. We're going to start off in the championship. We're going to go for Blackburn Rovers and Brentford, both teams to score. That pays four to six. Then we're going to drop down into League One, and we're going to go for Doncaster Rovers and Portsmouth, both teams to score. That's four to five. And then we're going to finish it off in League Two. 
and we are going to go for Colchester at home to Northampton, six to five. Uh, Ten pounds on, which is our recommended stake, returns sixty-six back. Nice, I like that, mate. Um, I'm going to dive straight in there. I think Stoke at three to four against Hull is a really good price. So we're going to bomb proof travel those this weekend. Mm. I'm also going to look at Lincoln at home to Knox at five to six. And finally, Mansfield away at Macclesfield. They're evens. And £10 pays pretty similar to yours, actually. This is £64 returns for my one. Oh, very close. Um, yeah, great. Yeah. Obviously, we just read out how much we fancy all these games during the show. Uh, so to put them together and see them you know, return a, a very healthy uh, return is, is lovely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you did really well last weekend. Hopefully, one of us can continue it this weekend. As we we said, it's always tough at the start of the season. You don't quite know how teams are going to perform, how new players are going to gel and bed in, new tactics are going to work. Um, as the weeks kind of start to go on, as they are now, we get a better idea. We can more confidently and more accurately predict, I think, uh, these bomb-proof travels. Yes, I completely agree. Um, so, yeah, really exciting times for this weekend. We feel like we have some strong stuff lined up. That is the um, pretty much the bomb-proof trebles and everything reviewed. Let's touch on fantasy football, if we must. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, it's not too late to join. Uh, we have a fantasy football league uh, that we are running. There's a free bet on offer for the winner. Uh, we have 80 people in the league at the moment, which is a huge number. Uh, I am proud to say that I am 75th currently. Um, so, yeah. Wow. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's not going great for myself. Uh, but the uh, league code is going to be in the description of the podcast. So when you listen... Um, it will be there. It's with the official Fantasy Premier League website. Um, and if you can't find it, just get at us on social media and we'll give it out. Um, anyway, should we move on? <laughs> yeah, just a quick shout out to uh, Chris Hindle, who is still top of the league, uh, currently on 197 points. Big support of the podcast as well is Chris. So, big shout out to Chindle's champs. Um, hopefully, I'll be overtaking him this coming weekend. But yeah, let's move on. Let everybody know how they can get in touch with us. Yes. Um, so if you've enjoyed the show, guys, you can keep in touch with us beyond our weekly program. Um, you can get at us on Twitter, which is our number one source, uh, T underscore FB podcast. Uh, join in the debate there. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash podcast. Uh, and Tom will tell you how you can make our day. Yeah, you can make our day. The best thing that you can do for us is reviewing the podcast if you listen to us on iTunes. So please go on the podcast app, search our podcast, review it five stars uh, if you really enjoy the show. And uh, yeah, that will help us get further up the rankings into the new and noteworthy list and help grow the podcast even further. Yes, absolutely. We um, yeah, we really appreciate every review we get. We don't charge we do. for the podcasting. 
basically that is way your way of paying us for your entertainment, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that about wraps up the show, Tommy P. Um, unless yes. you have anything to add, my friend. No, nothing more this week. Um, thanks everyone for listening again. Really appreciate all the support, all the comments we've had on social media, and uh, yeah, all the all the positivity over the last couple of weeks since we start the season. Yeah, so really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you very much, guys. Always a pleasure. Hope to hear from you soon.